The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, Which of you who has a friend will go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has arrived on a journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within, Do not bother me. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, Though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him whatever he needs. And I tell you, ask, and it will be given you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead of a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The Gospel of the Lord. In the first reading today from the prophet Malachi, so the prophet Malachi was one of the three prophets, uh, the last three prophets sent to the house of Israel upon their return from their exile. And so it's important just again that context of what is happening with the Israelites. So they've come back on their return in three waves. They've been led by uh, Zerubbabel, Ezra, and Nehemiah. and. Uh, their initial works were started with somewhat zeal, so they began immediately under Zerubbabel to rebuild the temple. Um, But the temple building uh, stopped after a certain period of time because they were meeting resistance from the Samaritans, um, but also from a lack of uh, willingness. They kind of became uh, slothful in the work of rebuilding the temple. And so you had the Lord was sending prophets to his people in order to reinvigorate the fire of their love that they might continue with the good work of the building of the temple. But not just that, also we know that Ezra, the priest, he had been uh, commissioned by God. So you had the building of the temple, but the Lord wanted also the building up of the people. And so what Ezra dedicated himself to was building up the people through coming to understand the Torah and the Word of God again, and by interpreting and catechizing the people. And so you had the the temple was being built, the people were being instructed in the faith. Um, And then also what we know happened then under Nehemiah was the wall was being built around the city in order to then protect and defend the city. Um, And so you have all of this happening, but there were periods of time where the people were despairing of the work or just becoming a little bit indifferent. And so the Lord was sending prophets to them so that that fire in them might be rekindled, that they might persevere in the work of God, in his worship, in coming to know him, and in defending that life. And so I think that that's important for what the Lord says today uh, when he speaks of perseverance in prayer 
to his, his disciples and his apostles and to everyone who is there listening to him. He speaks about the necessity of perseverance, but he wouldn't have to speak of the necessity of perseverance if there weren't going to be times of difficulty in prayer. So what we can come to know from what the Lord says and what we come to know from experience whenever we per try to persevere in prayer is that there are times of dryness. There are times where there is a lack of hope or a waning of faith or a waning of love, and we need the Lord to reinvigorate us with his love, with his word, with his spirit, so that we can persevere in those good things of prayer, seeking to come to perfection uh, through prayer. And so what the prophet Malachi, when he comes to the people, he puts before them this great hope that there is a day coming like a burning fire. And this is obviously when the Lord himself comes and gives his Holy Spirit this fire from heaven that is able to consume our interior and reinvigorate us in God's love because he is God's love. And that also it can cast out from us all that is not of God. So what we see of this purifying fire is that everything that is wicked, all arrogance, all pride, everything is burnt up and cast out. And that's the beautiful power of the Holy Spirit to be at work in us, which is to cast out all of the stubble, all of the arrogance, the pride, everything that is not of God. Burn that up in our soul and allow that to be destroyed, but then also to bring healing. For those who fear my name, the Lord says. What does it mean to fear the Lord's name? It's not a fear of terror. It's a fear of reverence, right? It's that when you have something precious, that you treat it as something precious. You have a fear that something might happen to the thing that you love. And so it is a fear of love. And so those who love the Lord's name and fear his name because it is holy, then the son of righteousness, this burning fire that comes in our midst, which is Christ himself and the Holy Spirit, comes with healing in his wings. And so we know also it's beautiful for us to contemplate then because that same son of righteousness, Jesus Christ himself, is present with us here in the Blessed Sacrament. And simply to come and to be under his wings is to receive that healing that pours out upon all of those who fear his name. And it is to persevere in that, to come to the Lord, to receive from him the love, the hope, uh, and the increase of faith so that we might persevere confidently in prayer despite all of the dryness and difficulties that might come during prayer. And so then we can move to the gospel, and I, there's so many interpretations of this gospel, so I'd like to look at just two interpretations of the two different sections. And the one is from St. Augustine, where he speaks about this friend, right, this friend who is in need of three loaves from someone else because another friend has come to him. And so what St. Augustine says, he says, the friend that has come in from the journey is simply whenever we meet someone in need, whatever need they have, because all of us in this life are pilgrims. All of us in this life are on a journey towards heaven and towards God. And so what we see here is when someone comes to us in need, we in a certain sense, as Christ has said, whenever we serve the least of our brothers, we serve Christ himself. And so what St. Augustine says is that the friend in need is, is God. It's God as he comes to us in the needs of those whom we meet. But then also what we see is that we are insufficient. Of ourselves, we do not have what souls need. And so we have to go back to the source. And so what he says is then the going and the knocking at the door of the friend is going to God as well to receive from him everything that we need to give back to God 
through our service of our brothers and sisters who need whatever it is that they have need of. And so what it is when we then go, what St. Augustine says, he says, when we knock at this door, what we are asking for, and he makes a very beautiful um, interpretation. He says that these three loaves, in a certain sense, represent the Trinity, the divinity of God. And so what we are asking for is we're asking to be given from God the things that he is himself so that we can give God to others. And that is so poignantly accomplished for us, obviously, in the Blessed Sacrament, in the Eucharist. This bread from heaven that contains within it not only the body, blood, and soul of Jesus Christ, but the divinity of God as well. This is the bread from heaven that we receive. In it is contained all of the goods and gifts of heaven because it contains Jesus Christ himself. And so our mission in this life is to come to the Eucharistic banquet, come to receive the Lord, but then also to draw all other souls in their need to this same gift from heaven. Draw all souls to the Eucharist, because in Christ every need is fulfilled. And so I think that's a very beautiful interpretation from St. Augustine. Um, but then also what we see here is the necessity to, and the encouragement that the Lord gives to perseverance, where he says, ask and it will be given, seek and you will find, knock and it will be opened to you. And so there are two interpretations that I think are particularly helpful of what that means. The one is all of the activities that we have in the interior. And so the activity of the intellect, which is what we, uh, where and how we try to pursue, perceive and understand truth, can be the knocking, right? So as we knock at the door of different mysteries, we're asking for the Lord to open those mysteries to us that we might come to understand them. But then seeking is more to do with the will. But seeking is something we only do when we value the thing that we are looking for. If we are looking for something but don't value it enough, we won't really go and look for it. But when we seek, it means that what we are doing, we are fixing our intention on looking for something specific. And so it is an act of the will that now seeks God himself, looks for God himself, and does everything for his glory. And so if you seek, you will find. If you knock at the doors of the mysteries of God, they will be opened. And asking is to do with need, right, or desires. And so what we have is that is more related to the passions of the soul. And what we do is we turn towards God so that all of our desires might be fulfilled. And we ask for him to fulfill those desires. And so that's one interpretation of what it means. But I also think there's another beautiful one, which is the what it is to then move in the different stages of prayer. And so asking is vocal prayer. It's where we speak to the Lord, we make our petitions, we make our desires known, the needs that we have, the needs of those whom we love, and we ask the Lord through vocal prayer uh, and through our other vocal prayers that we pray, and we petition him for our needs. And then you have seeking, which is more to do with a type of meditative or mental prayer which is that we seek the Lord in his mysteries, in the scriptures. We seek to come to understand him and know him better. And then the last type of prayer as well, contemplation and union with God, because we know that knocking means that we are meeting another person who is inside. And that person is the one who has control over opening the door to us. And so that prayer of contemplation is when God opens the door 
and we enter into that uh, unity with him, a unity of will, and share that life with him of just a deep communion with the God whom we seek through prayer. Amen.